Hello and welcome to Truth vs. Hype. Tonight, decoding the Modi paradox. Two states, two elections, two very different outcomes. In Gujarat, the BJP pulled off the best performance by any party in that state ever, despite being par for close to three decades, crushing its old rival, the Congress, and seeing off a challenge by potential newbie Amadi party. But in Himachal, despite just being in power for one term, the BJP lost to the Congress. Now, in the normal course, there's nothing unusual about this and may not merit any greater analysis. Parties can win a state and lose another. Happens all the time in Indian politics. But this is not a normal time in Indian politics because of the Modi factor. Mr. Modi, the conventional wisdom goes, is able to override the conventional weaknesses of political parties, including the BJP. Voter fatigue, indifferent or poor performance or governance, lack of inspiring local leadership, taking his party over the line time and again. In reality, this is simply not true. In 48 state elections since 2014, the BJP has had mixed luck, losing 26 and winning 22. And so comparing the Himachal and Gujarat outcomes offers an insight into the strengths and limitations of the Modi factor. Let's look at the similarities first in both the states. The PM campaigned heavily, doing four rallies in Himachal, a large number for that tiny state, and a whopping 27 rallies in Gujarat, in addition to at least two massive roadshows, like the massive three-hour-long roadshow he held in Ahmedabad in the closing days of the campaign. In both states, the PM made highly personal appeals to voters, asking them to vote for him above party or candidate lines, like this famous quote from Himachal. मैं आपके पास कमल का फूल लेकर आया हूं अगर आपको कमल का फूल जब वोट डालने जाए दिखाई दे समझ लीजिए कि भारतीय जनता पार्टी है ये मोदी जी आपके पास आए हैं आपका एक-एक कमल के फूल पर जो वोट पड़ेगा वो सीधा मोदी के खाते में आशीर्वाद के रूप में आएगा now, this big pitch by the Prime Minister was, of course, backed up by the carpet bombing of other top BJP leaders in both states, from Amit Shah to Yogi Adityanath, as well as the full weight of the BJP's formidable election machine that ladders down to the grassroots, to the level of the boots, the BJP's famed Panna Pramukhs. In both states, the BJP was hoping that the Modi factor would help overcome the lightweight political leadership, which is another hallmark of the Modi Shah era of so-called accidental chief ministers who are installed by the high command. In Gujarat, Chief Minister Bhupendra Patel, who, when he was appointed just a year before the elections. In Himachal, the BJP opted for the lesser-known Jairam Thakur as chief minister over veteran P.K. Dhumal after Dhumal lost his seat in the last election. Both were seen as quote-unquote accidental chief ministers appointed centrally. Mr. Patel was simply a one-time MLA and a builder by profession when he was made CM, the latest in a chain of revolving door CMs installed by the BJP brass in Gujarat since the Prime Minister moved to New Delhi. Mr. Thakur too was appointed largely because he's considered close to BJP President J.P. Nadda. The Modi effect was also meant to counter an average to middling performance by both state governments. In Gujarat, the BJP was banking on the PM to fight off the lingering aftershocks of the mishandling of the COVID second wave, which in part contributed to the removal of Vijay Rupani as chief minister. 
as well as battling emerging distress over joblessness, price rise and so on. Listen to these voices we recorded at a Arvind Kejriwal rally in Mehsana in North Gujarat in October in the run-up to the elections. Meanwhile, in Himachal, the BJP was hoping that the Prime Minister's blitz would help them battle a backlash to the removal of the old pension scheme unrest amongst apple growers and anger against the new Agnipath model of part-time armed forces recruitment. Listen to these voices from a campaign trail report from my colleague Saurabh Shukla earlier on. ऐसा हो गया दो तीन साल से हमारी जो प्रोडक्शन की कॉस्ट है वो ऑलमोस्ट डबल हो गई है. हमारी और कोई ध्यान ही नहीं दिया है बीजेपी सरकार ने जब से जयराम जी बने जब धूमल जी थे तब काफी होता था. इतना ज़्यादा फायदा हमें कुछ इस सरकार से मिला नहीं है जो प्रॉमिसेस किए थे वो भी पूरे नहीं हुए हैं वो कह रहे हैं कि कमल के फूल पर मोहर लगाएं मगर एक कर्मचारी ने एक रिटायर भी होना है और उसके बाद उसको उसकी पेंशन ने अगर नहीं है अगर वो घर का रोजी रोटी ही नहीं चलेगी तो उसे उसके फूल कोई कर नहीं पाएगा कुछ तो उसको अपने आत्मसम्मान के लिए एक बार वोट जो है अपने पेंशन के लिए देना पड़ेगा नेताओं के लिए अलग अलग पेंशन है और कर्मचारियों की पेंशन छीनी जा रही है तो हमारी तो मांग यही रहेगी कि एक देश एक संविधान एक विधान तो फिर कर्मचारियों के लिए पेंशन के दो प्रावधान क्यों in both the states, the BJP was also hoping that the Prime Minister factor would counter the rebel impact after the BJP with trademark ruthlessness dropped a large chunk of sitting MLAs. In Gujarat, the BJP had to suspend around 19-19 rebels. In Himachal too, the party had to contend with a significant rebellion after it suspended seven rebels, one of whom was filmed receiving a call from the Prime Minister himself asking the rebel to stand down. Modi ji, I have done so much work for 15 years. Yes. If you have done so much work in your life, there is a lot of work. Yes. There is a lot of work. No, there is no but in the end, as we know, despite these similarities, the outcomes played out differently. The BJP losing Himachal Pradesh, but winning Gujarat by a landslide. In Himachal, a small number of rebels ended up winning. Several more appear to have dented the party's performance, while in Gujarat, the rebellion had no significant impact. Neither did all the other factors of a lightweight chief minister, voices of economic distress and so on. So why did the Modi factor work in Gujarat and not Himachal Pradesh? To be clear for all the commonalities, there is a difference that gives the BJP a distinct advantage in Gujarat, which tells us something about what works and what doesn't. Starting with the obvious, the emotive connect that voters in Gujarat have with the Prime Minister from their home state, a connect the Prime Minister has done much to foster over his three-term three tenure as CM, a connect that might be absent in other states like Himachal. Two, and this goes beyond the PM factor, Gujarat's social and political history has made it a more fertile soil for communally charged political messaging of the kind that benefits the BJP, 
messaging that is unlikely to get much traction in Himachal, with a near insignificant 2% Muslim population, a state that has been largely averse or indifferent to sectarian politics. Number three, in Gujarat, the main opposition party, the Congress, has been in a state of continuous decline bordering on collapse for close to three decades, culminating in the Congress walkover in this election, what the Congress now calls a silent campaign. Unlike in Himachal, where the Congress was in power as recently as five years ago and appears to have put up a semblance of a better campaign. And finally, in Gujarat, the BJP seems to have benefited from a divided opposition courtesy the Ahmadmi Party, while the AAP made a play in both states, they seem to withdraw from the Himachal campaign, expending more energy in Gujarat. So there was no vote division there. So what does all this tell us about the strengths and limitations of the Modi factor? That when the Prime Minister is able to make an emotive connect and is helped by a weak or divided opposition, bolstered by an electorate receptive to Hindutva signaling, the Modi effect can take the BJP over the line despite a middling performance by the state government as with Gujarat. But in the absence of some or all of those factors, the Prime Minister factor may not always be successful as with Himachal. All right, let's uh, go across now to panel. Uh, we have uh, some of India's leading election experts with us. Sanjay Kumar, who's a cephologist, professor at CSDS, is with us. Uh, Nilanjan Sarkar, senior visiting fellow at CPR, assistant professor at Ashoka University, Nija Chaudhary, senior journalist. Thank you all uh, so much for patiently uh, sitting through while I inflicted my long-winded analysis on you. Uh, Sanjay Kumar, uh, let me start with you and, and feel free to uh, comment critically or otherwise on uh, this kind of contrast that we see, the lessons that we learn about how we analyze the Modi factor when we look at these two uh, elections. Is that, is that how you broadly see it? That while certainly there is much to, to sort of give credit to the Prime Minister for lifting the party, especially in difficult circumstances, it doesn't always work out. Uh, Vasu, you have already mentioned the, you, you have raised the question, you have already answered the question. Yes, uh, the, the defeat of BJP in Himachal does not mean that Prime Minister's ability to, you know, uh, you know, uplift the morale of the worker or, or gather additional vote for the BJP uh, is, is, is to be questioned. Sure. Uh, we have seen that, uh, that, that I won't still, I would question that his ability to you know, mobilize the votes, additional votes for the in favor of BJP. We have seen how uh, he led the campaign from the front for BJP in Gujarat, hmm. and we know what has the kind of results BJP has got in Gujarat. But look at Himachal. I think few things went against BJP. One, I think the rebel factor was important. Second, uh, I think Congress campaign was more effective in Himachal compared to Gujarat, and what Congress campaign did was to put the focus of the voters on the local issues. So the local issues dominated the election campaign in hmm. Himachal and the nationalism issue, not the nationalism, but I think the brand brand Modi or Gujarati Asmita, Gujarati pride, that dominated the elections in Gujarat. And that is what made a Which difference. Which was missing in Himachal, when, right. Yeah, that is what made a difference in Modi's appeal when he was making appeal to the people to vote in favor of BJP in Gujarat and that did not work in Himachal because in Himachal it was not about Himachali Asmita, not about Gujarati Asmita. It's all about 
local mm. issues. Right. Uh, Nilanjan, would you agree with that? That, you know, that of course we now know enough that Mr. Modi's rising tide can, you know, lift the BJP's boat. But uh, when it runs into these other factors, when it runs into the, the you know, this aspect of, of perhaps not having that emotive connect, where you don't have a kind of certain kind of communal cachet, uh, where you do not have a divided opposition, uh, it doesn't always deliver. I mean, actually, in many ways, Gujarat is the anomaly. I mean, if you look across the country, there's a huge disjuncture between state elections and national elections. Right. Even a state like Himachal Pradesh, right, around 70% of the state voted for the BJP in the 2019 national election, right? And obviously, whether or not the BJP was able to pull through this time, it was always clear that it was going to be a huge vote share drop. Even in states the BJP wins, the like Haryana, you see that. So the real sort of question is, why does the Modi factor diminish in state elections? And this is something that Sanjay yeah. has uh, also said, right? Which is that there are local factors in play. Right. In fact, some of the worst performances by the BJP have been sometimes by chief ministers you know, Raman Singh, Shivraj Singh Chauhan, right? They lost when Modi was, was prime minister. Yeah. Yeah. Not to mention where they've broken in, places like West Bengal, Hindutva strategy was tried, Modi is popular. Sure. But it doesn't work in state elections. So, so I, I agree that the Modi factor has its limits. Gujarat is a very, very special case. Gujarat mm. is a state the BJP has controlled since 1995. The Congress did not put up much of a fight. Uh, we know that AAP, uh, I mean, the BJP would have won anyway, but we know that AAP significantly cut into Congress's votes right. in, in, in Gujarat and it didn't in, in Himachal. You made that in point, Himachal, in fact, on our show last night. You, you found right. that that the vote division, you said, and remember correctly, that in Saurashtra, right. the BJP gained almost 30 seats, or the opposition would have would have would have gained 30 seats had there not been that division. Something like that. That's that's right. That's right. So the Amadri Party really broke into Saurashtra in a big way, and that's very interesting because that's precisely where the Congress had broken in right. five years ago uh, on rural discontent. So it really showed the inability of Congress to hold on to even whatever small vote base that they built within the state. In Himachal, the election was much more local. Hmm. It is also a state that has had regular party alternation between BJP and Congress. And it is a state, I mean, we always forget, but geography matters, right? It's hard to get from point A to point B right. in a state like Himachal Pradesh, which means that even your local legislators have a certain hold over their constituents. Okay. In so a way the that Modi factor, more Yeah. Where the... So, so Nija, in a sense, and I, and this, this whole kind of analysis was partly triggered by conversation we were having yesterday where you made the point that it's really worth diving into this Modi factor and looking at it a little more deeply, why it works in some places and, and why it doesn't. Uh, and, and it's interesting because when you look at the win like Gujarat, then the narrative is, is, is very one way. It's like, you know, Modi factor always, it's the Trump card for the BJP. Uh, but as we were saying, you know, 48 elections since 2014, the BJP has lost more than it's won. It's, you know, lost 26, 21, 22. So national is different. Local assembly elections is where the Modi factor has mixed results. I think, uh, you know, uh, the fact that they got uh, 54% or 53% of the vote, you know, the analysis would have been different had we said that, that 
triangular fight in the entry of Ahmadi Party yes. cutting into the Congress's vote got the BJP additional vote, uh, additional seat, hmm. then the analysis would have been very different. But the fact that they get 53% of the vote, yeah. 4% more than last time, um, um, you know, sh shows a very different kind of uh, uh, result. It shows that there is, the, what we all can see, there is the Modi magic. Yes. And in Gujarat, there is the plus plus of Gujarati Asmita, Gujarati pride, hmm. and Modi ka man rakhna. That element also comes into play at the last moment. But I would say the Modi magic also works in Himachal Pradesh, also worked in MCD election, because I suspect the results would have been worse for the BJP had That's the Modi a very important not point. been there. That's so, an important point because, because, in fact, the, and the Prime Minister mentioned this in his victory speech yesterday at BJP headquarters, that the vote share gap between the Congress and the BJP in Himachal was... Barely a percentage point. Point uh, nine, yes. Yeah, That's something right. as as close as that, and and so that does you know that could have been but that I extra say, Modi boost that you may lose. I would say Vasu. Very tight. I would just say, yeah, I would say Vasu that all much also depends on the extent to which the Congress caved in. Now, my question hmm. is, right. why, you know, there were 45% of people and people you traveled, I traveled. I found more people talking about Badlav than in 2000, uh, 2017. In some way, you know, that was, yeah. that, that was my impression. Now, if 45% turn out to be against the BJP and for Badlav, why is the Congress party not the beneficiary of these change seekers in a bipolar state? Why didn't they look at the Congress? Why did the Congress cave in? Then no, no, that's true. So I, I guess that's the question why I was, was raising, that? that had the Congress not caved in in Gujarat, you may perhaps ended up with a slightly different outcome. And then where would all that analysis of the, the Modi factor go? So as I said, it's, it's not just... That the Modi factor alone, it needs other aspects to carry it. But one of the things, uh, Sanjay Kumar, which has always you know been been fascinating for me, is this uh, this this kind of strategy of this centrally appointed chief ministers, right? And this this is the kind of Modi Shah playbook that you appoint these people, uh, you know, whether it is uh, like a Bhupendra Patel or a Jairam Thakur. And the, and the kind of trade-off seems to be that, that don't worry, even if these are political lightweights, even if they're accidental chief minister, the Modi factor will carry you over the finish line. It's a, it's a sort of a calculated risk. Again, when we look at that in, in these two elections, does it bring out the sort of the both sides of that, that, you know, it may, it may work in some cases, it may not work always. I'm not sure, Vasu, that BJP appointed these lightweights uh, um, because they knew that when the election comes, it is Modi's way which will uh, save the BJP even if they perform well. I think these are the two states when, uh, you know, like Himachal, uh, there was a different circumstances in which he was appointed as the chief minister. The chief minister is lost. Uh, the if we if we look at Gujarat. So but you know, uh, just sorry to cut it, but you know, there, there have been cases where chief ministers have lost and they have still appointed them. Uttarakhand, for example. So, Only recently in Uttarakhand, yeah. yeah. Uh, so with Jairam Thakur, there was a sense that 
you know, he wasn't the tallest leader. He was a relatively lesser-known leader, but there is a certain high command factor that kicks in. So, no, I think uh, also uh, if you look at the many of the many chief ministers which have been appointed by BJP uh, ever since BJP has come to power in after 2014 Lok Sabha election yeah. in different states. In most of the states, you will see that you know they have given a, they have come up with a surprise. So I think this is a strategy. It's not only about chief minister; it's also about when it comes to giving tickets to the new people, giving uh, giving tickets mm. to, uh, you know, replacing the sitting MLAs, replacing the, yeah. uh, you know, various kinds of their various functionaries who are heading the party, who are heading the government in different places. So I think this is a strategy. Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure whether this strategy is only because they know that they have the Trump card and Modi is the Trump card. I think this is a strategy to somehow overcome what we call anti-incumbency at the local level. Because mm. people may not be angry about the government. People are not angry about Modi. But generally, voters tend to be angry about you know their own elected representative, whether it sure. is MLA, B or the ministers. So I think that is... Look at how uh, the ministries were changed in Gujarat and also the cabinet reshuffle at the center. Many ministers who were, in my opinion or in general opinion, were not doing badly. But we know some they of the They were still dropped, yeah. People Right. No, what I meant is that that, and this is something that we used to see with the increasingly with the you know the the later sort of uh, Congress leadership that the people that used to be the earlier generation, the powerful regional satraps, uh, are slowly kind of sidelined, and then you start appointing people who may not have that same mass appeal or heft, and you bring in people who are, as I said, they're politically not as kind of uh, substantial, but they are more than prone to being loyal to the high command. And whether that risk is is something that the BJP is is going to have to uh, consider, Nilanjan. Yeah, no, no, yeah, exactly. I mean, I think I, I actually argued to you before that actually the the BJP, Modi and Amit Shah in particular, are often willing to take less powerful regional leaders as their chief ministers precisely to centralize power within the party. In fact, some of the most well-known chief ministers, I mentioned Shivraj Singh, Chauhan, Raman Singh, people who would have been thought as undefeatable, are defeated in the Modi era, right? Um, and people who built their brand on welfareism as chief ministers in the BJP, like Shivraj, no longer able to do so because of the way that Modi sells himself. Right. And so the new brand of chief minister, the only one who has a strong profile of the of the Modi era chief ministers, Yogi Adityanath, are people who brandish Hindutva credentials. And you see Shivraj's shift as well. He became the you know roti makan kapra kind of guy to like bulldozer baba, right? That is sort of a shift that he has also tried right. to make. And and so I think that part of what is happening here is that. There's a larger strategy within the BJP hmm. to centralize political power and political largesse in the top. Right. And so this is why you increasingly get these kinds of chief ministers, whether or not it plays well for the BJP in state elections, you're still willing to do it because you're centralizing power within the party. Yeah, that's what I was saying. It's a it's a it's a it's a bit of a a gamble, but last word uh, from you, Nija, that I mean you know, but but for better or for worse, that's that's the model that the that the BJP is is going to go with. I mean, like if you just look at the Karnataka elections now coming up again, um, it's not a great track record the state government has there. 
somewhat similar to Gujarat because it's so funny, Nirja, that we were talking about this all day yesterday and even on the exit polls. No one is, was a huge win by the BJP in Gujarat. No one was talking about the chief minister. No one was talking about what the state government did, yeah. right? Nitish yeah. Kumar wins, yeah. you talk about bicycle scheme. Pinarai wins, you talk about his schemes. Mamta wins, you talk about the chief. Here, it was just Modi factors. <laughs> That's right. I think it's the a, answer to your question that yeah. you've been asking is very, to my mind, very simple. Narendra Modi wants to fashion his own pee. He's had to put up with the baggage, quote unquote, it's a horrible word to use, from the past. Right. And he would like uh, younger people, he would like uh, honest people, young people, hardworking, the kind of people he chooses. Right. And if there's a shortfall in delivery or in popularity, who he hopes his popularity then will compensate he kicks in. for that. Okay. But people will be totally loyal to him and his government. Okay. So it's well, not, let's see. Uh, you know, senior people from the past. All right. Well, let's let's see how that that plays out. Uh, in the days and weeks ahead. But thank you all so much uh, for joining me on Truth vs. Hype. Thank you so much for watching. Good night.